people. I'm Ankur Verma, and I'm back with another episode of the Desi EM Project. Here's wishing all the doctors a very, very happy National Doctors' Day. Yes, it is the 1st of July and a day to celebrate your friendly neighborhood doctor. Today is the birth and the death anniversary of Dr. Bidhan Chandra Roy. He was an eminent physician, an academician, a freedom fighter, and a politician. He was also the first Chief Minister of West Bengal after India gained independence and was awarded the Bharat Ratna in 1961. Dr. Roy was born in 1882 in Patna, and uh, he studied at the Presidency College in Kolkata and later at the Patna College with honours in mathematics. In 1901, he joined the Calcutta Medical College. He wanted to join the St. Bartholomew's Hospital, but he was repeatedly refused admission. But he was so determined that he finally got admission after 30 applications. And in just a little over two years, he became a member of the Royal College of Physicians and a fellow of the Royal College of Surgeons. So today, the 1st of July, is the day when all the doctor fraternity of India uh, pay homage to Dr. B.C. Roy. So happy Doctor's Day. Now moving on, today I'd like to shine some light on one of my favorite topics as usual, the difficult airway. I know most of you would be thinking the anatomically difficult airway and, you know, you think, oh, what's new? You have the difficult laryngoscopy and the bag mask valve, extra glotted devices and the cricothyrotomy. And we all know that, you know, all the mnemonics, lemon, roman, rods, smart, all of this. But that is not what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to be talking about the physiologically difficult airway. It's something I've seen a lot of people in India not know about and therefore the patients are not managed accordingly. And hence, these physicians can lose their patients and the blame just goes onto the disease process that the patient had. Now, the biggest physiologically difficult airways are called the hop killers. Add a V to it and becomes a hop B killers. The hop killer was first used by the stalwart of emergency medicine, Scott Weingart. Now, H stands for hypotension or shock. O is for oxygenation or basically deoxygenation. P stands for the pH, visovis acidosis and metabolic acidosis. And the V stands for the right ventricular failure. Now, these patients mostly require intubation, but you do not need to rush into them and do an RSI quickly. Most likely than not, these patients will crash on you either during intubation or just post-intubation. And you don't want that happening. These are the patients in which you need to consider resuscitation sequence intubation and not the standard rapid sequence intubation. And probably you can use the delayed sequence intubations also. Keep an airway checklist handy. Resuscitate your patient before you end up tubing them. Now if we go to the shocked patient, before you intubate, see if the patient requires fluids or blood, inotropes or vasopressor support or any push dose pressors. Whatever is required, do that before you plan to intubate your patient. Pre-oxygenate them properly. Denitrogenate your patients and then pre-ox them. Use the delayed sequence intubation if required for your hypoxic and your uh, shocked patients. Do not rush into tubing them. Now, if you look at the hypoxic patients, you really want to rush into intubations. We've all done that, you know. But you need them to have a reservoir of oxygen when you induce apnea in them or they go down very, very rapidly. We have all seen it happen to us. So use the no DSAT technique, nasal oxygen during efforts at securing a tube where you denitrogate a patient. All, all your patients breathe in room air, which has 
so much of nitrogen, right? So your alveoli basically is full of nitrogen. You want to denitrogenate all those alveoli and so that they get recruited. Use the triple fifteens, pump up the flow rate of your uh, of your nasal cannula to more than fifteen. Put on a CPAP with fifteen pressures. You know, so use the triple fifteens. Use a delayed sequence intubation. Use the backup head elevated technique for intubation rather than making them lie down. Use all of this to get them to as close to normoxia as possible, and then intubate them. You'll have a safer intubation. And then the pH, the acidosis. Do not bicarb them. Look at their SID, their lactates, their base deficit. Start to work on them. Every acidotic patient does not require intubation. If you resuscitate them properly, a lot of unnecessary intubations can be avoided. And we have seen that in our department. You don't want them to stop their compensation through the increased respiratory rate. You can probably give them a short trial of an NIV while you try and correct the acidosis. Use awake intubation if absolutely necessary. Or if you have to paralyze, use short-acting paralytics. Use pressure supports if you're mechanically ventilating. But hole in hole, try and avoid intubation. You'll have your critical care colleagues asking you to tube the patient because they're acidotic and the patient will crash, but they are not emergency physicians. Yes, if you suspect your patient's going to clinically deteriorate, go ahead and intubate, but optimize the patient first. Remember that the compensation drive is going to go down once you intubate the patient. So make sure that you work on that. Then you have the right ventricular patient, right ventricular failure patients. They usually have a low preload anyways. Think before you intubate them, which is only going to increase your intrathoracic pressures and further reduce your preload. You do not want that. Get your echoes done to see the functions. Use hemodynamically stable induction agents if you have to intubate them, like ketamine and etomidate. Pre-ox them really, really well. They may be agitated because of hypoxia. Use your delayed sequence intubation. It helps for sure. It absolutely helps. Use low pressures when you are ventilating patients of right ventricular failure. Now, we have always been taught the paradigm, anticipate the difficult airway in the emergency department. But in our department, we believe and preach a little twist to this paradigm. Every airway is a difficult airway. They will mostly be the physiologically difficult airway and will require resuscitation sequence intubation. And some would have an, an anatomically difficult intubation. And some would be both. But every airway will be difficult. Remember that. So the next time you need to intubate a patient, think about what kind of difficult airway you're dealing with. Use some tactical breathing, stay calm, and follow the required pathway. Upgrade your intubation game. Obviously, there's a short disclaimer. You need to do your own research before you believe everything that I've said today. I would be adding some journal articles and format articles in the text where you can read more about physiologically difficult airways and how to deal with them. But yes, no that a physiologically difficult airway is omnipresent when you are dealing with airways in the emergency. Now, moving on, uh, the Society for Emergency Medicine in India, West Bengal, uh, they've organized a conference in mid-July uh, of this year on the 16th and 17th of July at the Taj Kolkata. Uh, the organizing chairs are Dr. Ramyajit Lahiri and Dr. Sudeep. 
and uh, this conference is the EasyCon. It's called the EasyCon uh, Eastern Zone uh, Conference on Emergency Medicine. Uh, they also have a pre-conference workshop on the 15th of July on ultrasound-guided nerve blocks in the emergency department. This should be really interesting. And there are some really, really innovative topics uh, like uh, advanced approach to blood gases, uh, balanced crystalloids, uh, emergency medicine in uh, transgenders, uh, lot related to monkeypox also. And there will be speakers from all across India. So this, uh, this is going to be really a lot of fun and an academic feast for all the emergency medicine residents. Uh, for the residents, there is also an e-poster competition. So, you know, uh, what are you waiting for? Uh, log on to www.semiwestbengal.org slash easycon. That's E-Z-E-C-O-N, right? So log on to that website and register for the conference. And we shall see you soon in Calcutta.